Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Hour. There's a lot of unfortunate things going on in the world right now, but don't you worry, I'm drinking this Mike's Hard Lemonade as fast as I can. I'm on the job, and so is my beautiful, talented co-host, Colleen Karazic. But I'm eating minions. <laughs> and she's doing a damn good job, too. And drinking water, like it's my job. It is your job. Cool. Well, so we'll see you next week at the uh, <laughs> Millennial Hour podcast, radio show, WRDDB. You can check us out on the Novex app. I don't know. Well, we'll just see, see if you want to based on how, how this episode is <laughs> You could check out someone else on the Novex app. There's so like many. Us. Seriously, so many shows with actual actual premises and premises. 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 That's a word I've never heard the plural of. I think premises. Well, right? I just say premisei because I like it. Oh, that's really good. That's like people that pronounce oxymoron oxymoron because it sounds like the correct <laughs> way, even though it's the wrong way. Mm. Does that make sense? Like when the wrong way feels right and the right way feels wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could write a song about that. <laughs> but I don't need to because I wrote two songs yesterday. And they were pretty okay, so I think I'll wait for a couple weeks and then I'll write another <laughs> one. <laughs> nice. Hey, Eclipse is tomorrow. I know. I can't wait to see it. Oh, wait. I, sh- I can't see it. We're not allowed. What if I wear aviators and no. then look at the sky? Seriously. It's an eclipse. It's an eclipse. It's been eclipsed. The sun has been eclipsed. We don't get the total eclipse up here. What about the total eclipse of the heart? Possibly. In order to sing total eclipse of the heart, your voice needs to be like semi-damaged. Mm-hmm. And since I just got through with a run of like... See, I can I can do that. <laughs> yeah, you you're sick, and I got uh-huh. got through with a run of like eight shows in four days or something, and uh, I think we could totally pull it off. Dude, singing while sick and not being Isn't able to like fun? hold up a sign like that's a disclaimer, you know? It's like <laughs> I know it's August, but but I'm really sick, so if this sucks, I'm really sorry. You know, you mm-hmm. just got to kind of suck it up and hope it works out. And if not, people think. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I've been judged on days that I've been sick, and it's like, well, oh, he's God, not yeah. very good. Mm-hmm. But then on the converse, there's been days that I've been sick, and it's put my voice in like just the perfect spot to hit low notes, and people think I have an awesome baritone, which I totally don't. <laughs> I have good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't so fortunate today. I have an acceptable tenor. I don't have an awesome baritone. <laughs> I did all my high stuff, and then it was time for me to sing an actual, you know, you got a pretty full sweet. song by myself, and. Uh, you do have a pretty sweet baritone, though. Yeah. Did you do the low version of it? No. Uh, in Melon Cougar, your band, you sing X's and O's, right? So. Yes. Found a little boy, put him into a man, gave him everything that I didn't understand. Low, and then I let him go. Did it sound like that? No, because not all. Just because you lower a song does not mean it turns into Johnny Cash, unfortunately. <laughs> it doesn't. I do it. I know. I think everything in your life kind of revolves around that. A lot of my stuff is just an asymptotical relationship with Johnny Cashness. Keeps mm-hmm. going lower and never quite getting to Johnny Cash ever. But the closer I can get, the happier I am. Yeah, I haven't seen that shirt for a while. Did you lose that one too? I traded it. You traded it? Yeah. Are you I, kidding me? You no, know, a, a woman at, at Bub City, her husband offered to buy me a, a shirt. That's why I have that bar, that roast shirt, that pig roast shirt, because... You traded my mom's Christmas present for oh, no. a stupid pig roast shirt? Are you kidding me? I'm buying another one. And they gave me money <laughs> to buy a new one. Uh, 
Because that shirt's not that great. I figured you got it for free. <laughs> well, I did, but I got money to buy a new Johnny Cash shirt as well. So uh, Good one. Right. It was such a good story. I'll have the shirt's not great, but the story, well, it's less good. Well, now let's that... hope that, you know, he washed it. I'll just say that. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was a new shirt. No, no, no. They washed your shirt. Oh, I don't think they did. I think oh. that was the stipulation is that they weren't going to wash it. Excellent. <laughs> but I mean, her husband bought this it. This is not creepy at me. all. I never heard this story. This is this is quite unsettling. Yeah. Well, it for was for how much? The price of a new Johnny Cash shirt, like ten bucks or something like that. It's more than that. More than that. Damn it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Could have held out for more. Yep. But it was getting now old, you know. and I need to buy a new one. So. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I hadn't seen that in the laundry. That just reminded me. Anyway, what are we talking about? Well, not all right. Can we can, can we can we just be real for a second here and acknowledge that nothing we say will be as great as as that exchange? <laughs> that wasn't even that great of an exchange. No. But if you're a regular listener of the Millennial Hour, you know that occasionally we may not live up to those highs. So, anyway, let's try to prove me wrong and. Do an awesome episode. It's going to be a great show. Let's find out what it's about. We've sort of abandoned the premise of this song. You did. I Yeah, I did. But I like the song. I worked very hard on it. Especially proud of that little puff at the end. Is this is a cough. What is that? It's a little puff sound effect. It's a magical puff sound effect that I found on the internet. Okay. But I, I put it in there. I dropped it in there, in just the right spot. All right. Well, that's what really matters. It is. It is. These days, I mean, these days you can get writing credit just for choosing the right sample to uh, mm-hmm. rap over or sing over or mash up over or whatever people do these days. Dubstep over. Is dubstep too passe? Too, so 2013. No. Lives on. It does. Yeah, elements of it do. Yeah. It's quality. I'm going to, uh, I believe, uh, the track from Millennial Outlaw 2 that has uh, uh, dubstep elements will be YOLO like a Brillo. <laughs> yeah. I've been working on that one. Excellent. <laughs> Remember that one? That was, yeah. Well, that's actually my country, my country rap song. That, that's the verse of YOLO like a Brillo. So don't reveal your uh, alter ego yet. No, I I need to reveal a different alter ego. Okay. I searched. I can talk about this Because you do have one. I do have an alter ego. However, uh, sort of like Granger Smith records as Granger Smith and also as Earl Dibbles Jr., which is his redneck uh, co-personality, I figured uh, I actually, before I found out he did that, I wanted to have my own alter ego, and I chose the name Kanye Twitty. However... There's already a band named Kanye Twitty, and it's a hip-hop country mish, mash, mishmash band. Mm-hmm. So I can't do that. You didn't move fast enough. No, it's... <laughs> somebody was going to do that, especially with all the all the cross-pollination between those two genres. Mm-hmm. And I got a theory about that, is that country music and hip-hop music are the only... I don't want to say the only two genres of music, because there's there's others, but of the popular music genres, if you take... Hip-hop, country, pop, and rock as, you know, four genres. There's others I am aware, but let's just simplify it for a case of this explanation and thought experiment. Only two of those genres, you have to live the lifestyle you're singing about. 
in pop and rock, you can be living a fantasy as the vocalist of a rock song or as a pop song. They can either be living about talking about other people's experiences, experiences that you wish you could have, the life you're going to lead once you sell a million records, blah, 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 so on and so forth. However, hip-hop, you need to be from the streets, and country, you need to be from the back roads. Mm, disagree, because you're singing something that someone else wrote anyway. No, a lot but, of the time. But the whole thing about country, like being able to smell a fake with country so easily. If you are singing about tractors and you never actually rode one, people can tell. They can tell. <laughs> oh, my God, they can tell. Same thing with hip hop. That's why yeah. Iggy Azalea has such a hard time is that even though I guess she's, she's pop, though, she's not really hip hop. That's why people, they disown her because it's like she sounds like she's from the inner city, but she's this little white Australian girl. I don't know. I don't know much about her. But I know that criticism has been levied in her direction. So, mm. And I also know that country is notorious for not letting people who aren't their own in, <laughs> a la Jessica Simpson. <laughs> well, hey, points for trying. <laughs> yeah, unless well, she looks good in Daisy Dukes. It, okay in Daisy Dukes. There's people that look better in them. You'd look better in them. Thank you, master. <laughs> I pop. didn't even give you a look to like plug that in. No, I was just yeah, saying nice. I was just saying what I was thinking. I'm trying to be real. You're funny. All right, so you played like the music muse thing like, you know, 5 minutes ago. So, you want to go down that route before I don't up. even know where you were going with that last story. I don't know if you got there. I was just I was just doing an insight into uh what the cross-pollination of hip hop and country is. Those are the two genres most likely where they're they're very they're more similar than different is that you yeah, okay, are singing okay. about your own lifestyle. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. And I was saying, are you done? Are you done? Are we moving on? And then I was referencing that back to the Kanye Twitty thing. It makes sense that that would have happened from somebody. So unless I got really popular with my alter ego right away, my alter ego would be stolen from underneath me with somebody else with more money and the same idea. That's a lot of art. (laughs) I thought about this a lot in the last couple of days, and I needed I needed to... I needed to uh, voice my opinion somewhere, and this is this is the platform that has been given to me. Hmm. All right, so my turn. Today's topic. <laughs> Today's topic. Well, fire away. I have a few topics, but um, so I, I remember when we were first going to start this show, and we were sitting in the kitchen coming up with ideas, and you were very, <laughs> very adamant about not having anything politically fueled or based or Ah! anything Ah. remotely touching the topic so are are, are we are we jumping the shark and going full politics no no i mean it's hard to do because this is about the arts i mean this entire radio station is about arts rock music right i mean like you can't there's there's no way around it it is what it is. And, um, and, you're, and you're saying that sometimes the zeitgeist of rock music or the arts itself will take a political tinge? Well, yeah, it's hard to avoid right now the way things oh, are. very much. I mean, there's a lot of people with a lot of opinions. and Always. Well, they always are. And if they think there's something wrong, why wouldn't they voice those opinions? If they think they can possibly... If they really do see it as, as a threat, why wouldn't they? Well, I mean, and, and a lot of this stems from the president being the first um, ever to propose uh, eliminating the National Endowment of the Arts and the National Endowment for uh, Humanities. So it's stirring up a lot of unrest in the uh, 
arts and performing arts musical worlds all across the board. So not to mention that we are currently in a society where we can't do anything without offending someone. Like, well, that's... Seriously. That's the other side of the issue. Like, <laughs> that's the, there's like two sides, and they're both ridiculous. Uh, and it's hard when you're performing, you know, to be like, okay, what did you say? Is that going to be interpreted poorly by someone? Do I need to do damage right. control? So do are, I, we, you know? are we saying this next 20 minutes of the podcast is going to be a trigger warning? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> can I? Can we have it be a kick trigger warning, and then I play a couple drum samples? No. Oh. I've been waiting to use that. <laughs> you used your time for I've like been, Kanye Twitty talks. So. I've been waiting to <laughs> use that joke for two days. Wow. I used it once on Fatty, and he thought it was funny. Fatty's the Excellent. sound guy in Bellicane. Very cool. Okay, so, uh, so this first story uh, comes from NPR, and. Uh, I guess the premise is, is it possible to separate a person's views from the art in which uh, he or she participates? Mm, All right, good so question. This is coming from uh, something that happened or is ongoing, I guess, with the uh, Santa Monica Symphony Orchestra. Go to orchestra. Bring it in. It all works. It's all music. We're all, they're all organizations only that tw- we're in, you know? There's only 12 notes and there's only <laughs> one and there's only... A- one business model, which we established when we went to Punch Brothers on Monday, that it is to sell alcohol. So. Nice. Um, so, Reader's Digest version, uh, check out npr.org if you are interested. Not for actual information, please go to the actual, <laughs> but if you'd like to read the original article, um, one of the original articles. So, a lot of times... In the orchestral world, you will, well, you being the <laughs> the organization. Are you using the impersonal you? Shh, listen, you'll find out. Okay. It's not important. Impersonal It's not important. Okay. So, <laughs> see, broke my flow. Where, now what? Now what? Look what you've done. Remix. You've unraveled this and... Entire episode. I'm just kidding. That I have. All right. Wiki, all right. All right. So we do, we do a thought remix. Wiki, wiki. Here you go. <laughs> Excellent. That just made me start thinking about conversation from yesterday. Um, <laughs> I know you're talking Shout out to my buddy Rick, nice. if you're listening. Um, <laughs> great. So you bring in uh, guest conductors. And a lot of times, it's, it's depending which tier of orchestra you're in. If it's a smaller regional orchestra, it could be someone's friend or maybe a regional composer. Um, mm. It could also be a line of guest conductors that are vying for the new music director position. Okay. There's so they each of, get so like a cycle. So you're saying there's a lot of reasons to bring yeah. in guest conductors. There are, there are lots of lots of ways. If you are if you go to symphonies regularly, um, Chicago Symphony, you will see, you know, how many I guess programs that Ricardo Muti is not the one conducting for. So it's um, And for those who don't know, Ricardo is the uh, conductor of yes. CSO. Yes. He's a sitting conductor. What do you even call that? Just the MD or conductor? Yeah, current. <clears throat> current yeah. rock star of the program. Yeah. Because then they have different things, conductors in residence, da 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 Anyways, okay, so back to the story. <laughs> I could talk about it all day. Um, so <clears throat> Santa Monica was going to bring in a guest conductor. So this guest conductor happened to be a... Hardcore right-wing conservative uh, radio host, all right, right, who is known around the area for 
really being, you know, <laughs> being a conservative, extreme, being an extreme conservative radio extreme. host, as they would be. And as you may or may not know, uh, the orchestra world tends to lean toward incredibly liberal. Um, in, well, they know what side their bread is buttered on. Let's just say that. Well, it's you know, it's it's an arts program. It tends to lean blue and a lot of artistic personalities within it. Um, so, however, when they brought, we're bringing this guy in, I just leave all the names out, just, you know, because we're talking about the generalization of the entire thing anyway. Uh, it was supposedly. <laughs> Actually, we can use names because people want to know this information. Well, look up the article. That's fine. Oh, um, I hate it when people do that. When I listen to podcasts and people do that, I don't like it. Oh, I'm so sad. Because it's like, so just sorry. say it. You're on the. How many air. seconds does it take for you to Google it with your thumbs? Um, what if they're driving? What if they're driving? I'll come back. Do you want? To later. Do you want this? Do you want this on your conscience? Come back to anyway. No, but I want to tell my story before you totally make me lose my train of thought. <laughs> so he was he was incredibly right wing, but he was a staunch classical supporter. And you can be both, ladies. Within and his shows, he would you know play clips and you know, of symphonies and talk about things like that. So the musicians were supposedly warned and pitched the idea that bringing, they were bringing in this guy. Okay, so I speak from experience that you don't, as a player, n- you know, not the administrative level, um, <laughs> you kind of, you see the schedule after it's been put in print, after the contracts have been sent out, and this program was definitely prepared you know, well over a year in advance, a lot of conductors have a, uh, you know, two to three year idea of how they want to kind of arc their residency or what have you. Totally understandable. Right. So, I mean, my band's booked out a year in advance and we're just a cover band. Yeah. So, um, so the musicians were supposedly, oh yeah, that's fine. You know, they're the administration and the orchestra said, oh, about 90% were on board and some of them said they would refuse to play, but that's okay. So if there, you know, then another question was that if, if this guy was so at odds with the liberals' core belief systems, why would he be interested in taking that position in the first place? So there's a huge movement. Um, there were members that refused to play. There were members that signed letters, tried to get the community to basically boycott. And um, they're trying to get this cycle... <coughs> get this guy booted <laughs> because of his beliefs. So I know the orchestra said on the flip side, this brought about an opportunity to tap into a completely different audience that may not usually come to the, mm. you know, come to the uh, seasons and come I, to the shows. So as a musician, and I know we've both done it where we have had contracts with people that we do not care to work with, or have what I feel are bad business practices. But that's different. That's how it affects me in terms of like getting my money. But in terms of having someone is imagine like conducting you. Is it not for the good of the group? Is it not for the language of music instead of holding on to political views? Because let me tell you, if you knew the political views of every person you come into contact with during the day, I'm pretty sure you'd stay inside. Like you know, <laughs> well, I, I, to be, to be honest with me, I, I can't see why the to me what's most abhorrent is shutting somebody down or refusing to even talk or listen to somebody who has 
political views diametrically opposed to your own. It it seems like for me, even if you believe the exact opposite of what I believe, I'm of the persuasion that I, I would actually rather engage in a dialogue with you, not to convince you otherwise, but to find out where you're coming from. But I'm, that's just who I am. I'd I'd rather talk to somebody on the other side and and find out where they're coming from because a lot of times they have reasons, maybe not the reasons, same reasons I would have, or. And maybe I never even understand why they believe that, but I would like to try. So I would never uh, not work with somebody based on their beliefs, especially when those beliefs don't immediately contract with my own conflict with my own interests. Yeah, but you know, I've seen you come to heads with uh, people in the past where you you're one of these rare personality types, though, that you don't get insulted and upset right away you don't like run home and cry about stuff like you will run your mouth right back you know and um you will kind of I guess verbally battle it out you know to the end and that's I a lot of people aren't necessarily necessarily like this I I do that yeah which is I'm not mad it's more of a rare it's a rarity though as opposed to what you see then people cry about it go online post on Facebook at home you know like way and way up poor me you're like hey I'd rather uh, dude, argue no. with somebody to their face. Right. No, which is admirable. Um, but when you're in a situation like this where you're one of, you know, dozens and dozens of people uh, sitting and needing to take a direction from this man who you know has, I guess, oh, you talk smack. We're, we're millennials. I'm supposed to speak like this. You talk <laughs> smack about your lifestyle and your choices and who you are as a human. And, yeah, but it, it, the separation is... Is difficult, you know? Yeah, I suppose so. But then I'd want to engage in a dialogue with him even more just to, you know, hopefully. I mean, it depends on how bigoted somebody is because maybe they're just as bad. They can't see your side of things at all. But maybe that's just because he never talked to anyone. Well, they, you know, don't talk politics, don't talk religion, right? (laughs) I would be more concerned about has this guy ever conducted before? You know, like why? Why just because he's a fan of classical music does not qualify you? Well, I, assu- takes... I assumed he was. I don't know who you're talking about because you haven't told me. But <laughs> and and the listeners oh, yeah, are we... also just, just oh, you're com- fine. completely. What's his name? I I don't want to mess it up. It's not either. Rush Limbaugh, is it? No, because I I I'm pretty sure he doesn't know how to conduct. <laughs> but you know, searching in the land of credentials, that I think that would be I'm more important think... to me. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm. I'm. A, I'm. A, I, I assumed when you mentioned that that he had had conducting experience or was a composer. It's not how they presented it, but then again, NPR. You know, you have to look at the source. Who's writing this article? It's <laughs> and, uh, that's you know one of the issues I have with NPR too. That's a lot of times. That's why I prefer to listen to podcasts and stuff. Like I enjoy Sam Harris um, because he's 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 liberal, but he will gladly engage with the other side and try to find out their story. And he also doesn't immediately shut somebody else down. But I know there are, because I, I can tell the different levels. I listen to the Cracked podcast, and some people like uh, Jason Pargin go on there, and they fully understand the other side of an, of an issue, or at least understand where people are coming from and don't immediately shut them down. But then I also see some of the younger people who are on the podcast almost dismissing the other, because these are all liberals, they live in California, almost immediately dismissing the other side like they have no idea what 
is going on or subhuman. And that, that, that seems wrong. And I'm like, I, I don't really, uh, I always put a filter on my ears when I listen to them speak because I know they're not as informed about what they're saying. <laughs> sort of like if somebody's listening to the millennial hour, they better put a filter on their ears when they listen to me. Cause I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. So, um, the concert was for a uh, an orchestra fundraiser, and that was uh, Dennis. I want to say Prager, okay. Prager Prager. I'm I'm not sure. Sorry, I'm not going to pretend using, that I know. We're using the Midwestern pronunciation. Well, this is you know it's California, and I don't I don't know. Um, it's fine. They pronounce all sorts of words differently over there. I think I heard I'm one just of them saying, say he's "cipher." Just, he's not in my you know daily, Instead my daily cipher. listening. I guess. Um, all right, so you know that was one issue and it's hard because you turn on work you're turning down your livelihood you're turning down all sorts of stuff you know your credibility to come and show up basically show up to work you know are you going to be offended by every decision are you going to be offended if there's a piece on that program that you don't agree with the conductor that wrote it you know you that don't seems, like what he did that like, seems it's a wormhole that seems know? just as bad as uh to me it seems it seems just as bigoted as as Perhaps whoever his Dennis Dennis's views may sound to them on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's well as we know from the news in this past week. Oh, this is definitely a uh, wormhole situation that uh, America's now, entering into. But just saying, the millennial hour refuses to take sides. But we'll gladly have any of you on the podcast to talk <laughs> to talk about it with us. Great. So another tiny tidbit before we go of news in this past week. So uh, President Trump has decided to skip the annual Kennedy Center Honors, uh, and his reasoning was to allow the artists to celebrate without any political distraction. Uh, They're not mentioning that three of the five, (laughs) you know, honorees were kind of questionable as to their attendance if uh, the president would be there. You know, it's kind of a, it's a tradition and I believe only two, I want to say two other presidents. I know Bill Clinton couldn't be there. George, George Bush couldn't be there. for. And, and these were for actual, you know, they were going on, on you know, tours, trips. Um, this is the first time I believe it, it has been more of a direct <laughs> political statement, not just a conflict of schedule. And uh, coincidentally, or not coincidentally, uh, three of the well, the <clears throat> musicians that are being honored. Uh, we have Lionel Richie, we have mm-hmm. LL Cool J, and Gloria Estefan. Oh well. And so I know Gloria Estefan said that she was going to use it and, and to use it as a political uh, a platform for you know what an immigrant can bring to to another country, um, but not it was wasn't just the president's uh, I guess attendance and the first lady's attendance, but they it was also tradition to have a pre awards. Uh, gala at the white house and i know uh quite a few of the honorees in, quite a few there were five but you know, you know said that no there's no way i would go to that so i kind of wonder who uh who pushed who into doing what on that one eh. but you know you should if you're being honored for your work you shouldn't have to worry about this other stuff that's supposed know. to be a great night it, mm-hmm. It's fine. Like, I, I like it doesn't matter if Trump invited me to the White House, if Obama invited me to the White House, I'm going. <laughs> so, hey, for, you know, we're about out of time, but you know what we should talk about next episode? 
What should we talk about next um, episode? Trent Reznor. Oh. Uh, Trent Reznor and uh, Atticus Ross doing the soundtrack for Ken Burns' um, Another Thing About Vietnam. 90, nice. 90 minutes of written and recorded work. Excellent. Yeah. So tune in next week where we're going to be talking about yeah. that. That'll My name be... is Judson Brown. <laughs> hey, hey. And your name is Colleen Carrasco. I was saying that was going to be coming out in the fall. Oh. You okay. know, I know. Now you may introduce me. Okay. <laughs> Outroduce me. All right. My name is Judson Brown, and this is Colleen Karazic, and we are the millennials of the millennial hour. <laughs> we got opinions, and lots of them, but we keep most of them to ourselves. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> we play it safe. <laughs> See yeah, you next week. Play it safe.